Welcome to this episode of the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. I am here with our special guest, Maria Grimm. Why don't you tell us about a little bit about yourself? Hi, yeah. Um, well, thank you for, first for having me. I'm incredibly excited to uh, sit down and talk with you. So, um, but yeah, just a little bit about myself. Um, I'm actually a marketing consultant. I have a marketing um, agency. We work with large corporations um, providing uh, marketing strategy services and brand messaging. Um, you know, we worked for um, and with companies such as Budweiser, the PGA, Topgolf, uh, you know, some well-known brands. Um, and um, really helping them craft, um, uh, you know, high impact brands, uh, which, which a lot of them already have, um, but um, uh, creating, you know, profitable, scalable marketing strategies uh, and been doing that for um, quite some time and uh, completely love it. Uh, you know, I, I've been speaking to you about some things that we're working on that um, I'm really excited about as we, as we kind of pivot and, and really look at our business model and where we want to go. Um, so, you know, we're looking at, you know, creating some opportunities for some small businesses and entrepreneurs to work with our, our team um, uh, and, um, and help their businesses um, and get access to, um, you know, what we're doing for larger businesses at, at a much, you know, more um, uh, feasible price point. Um, and then also working on some internship programs because, you know, uh, students are, are, are a big passion of ours and, and setting them up for success is something that, you know, we, we really want to be uh, um, involved in. And so um, we're kind of looking at uh, pivoting our business model, but, um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Try to keep things short and concise. I can uh, be long winded sometimes. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So I remember we were talking about we, um, we met at the Rise Business Conference, which was great to um, to finally meet and be able to connect a little bit more. Uh, we were talking about, you know, making resumes and getting like, you know, with students today and especially young to adults today. I think one of the things that I see, especially from my friend group and my sister is actually not, no joke. My sister is going through this process as we speak. She is building her first resume and it's something that you do either as a school project or, or sometimes like, you know, I had to do it just for um, some specific classes. I actually, long story short, I went through all of my old stuff yesterday in this old memory bin that I had. And I found my first resume that I made back in seventh grade, where there was basically just the middle school I went to. And the fact that I didn't like English. And I remember this being an English assignment, which I thought that was pretty funny. So anyway, this idea of making a resume stand out, can you mind tell me a little bit more about what someone can do to that? Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and a lot of the um, information I'm going to give is, is really relative to the, the creative world. However, you can take those nuggets and apply them to your, uh, uh, to any industry. So, you know, the, the first thing is, is, is one size doesn't fits all, um, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, uh, when I was in college and resumes, the kind of cadence of this the resume was, you know, like your name, your, your information, and then your, your, basically your, your mission statement and where you graduated from and, you know, and and then like kind of you know where where you work the history of your of your work and then um, you know any community um, service activities it's 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 really evolved because you know that just tells people who you are um, that doesn't tell people what you can do and you know uh, companies are hiring people because they want to be able to know what kind of results you can provide to their how can you be um, uh, um, you know an asset to their organization so um, you know, really with resumes, I think, you know, the biggest key point that I always tell people when I'm helping them kind of craft their resume is, um, you know, really a, first of all, look at the industry you're going after. So, 
if you're going to the creative space, you know, add a little oomph to it, make it look a little creative. Maybe it looks a little bit different, you know, um, than your just standard resume. If you're, you know, going into it in an in, in accounting space, you know, that's obviously going to look very, very different resume than it would be for, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody who's applying at a marketing agency. Um, same with oil and gas. But I think at, at, at the heart of all of this, show the results that you've, re- you've done um, in, in previous work experiences. Um, and also when I say previous work experiences, as you're, as, as you're going through the educational process, um, so say you decided to go to college after high school, um, make sure every summer that you're, you know, taking an an internship, um, at, you know, either a company you would love to work with, um, or a company that's in your market that is in the same, um, industry that, you know, where if you're, say, if you're going to school out of state, but you live back, you know, um, maybe you're staying in, you know, Arizona for the summer, but you're, you know, you really want to move to California, find a a, a similar company and work there because the things that you learn in an environment space um, are very much different than they are than, you know, you, you learn in the books. So, um, but yeah, but talk about results. Results are so important. And that's the first thing that we look for is, is we like, you know, what results are you getting companies, um, with things that you've worked on? Because, that's what people pay us for. And so mm-hmm. we need to be able to know that we're hiring people who can give us results. So that's, that's definitely a very good point. I think there was a few different, really good things. One was standing out, making sure that you tailor your resume to what organization, like you might going to a creative space would definitely look different than going for a business or a math, um, math, a financial space. Those de- two resumes would look very different. The type of experience you show. Another thing that I think is really big that not a lot of people or at least it's not advertised as much as it should be, is internships. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that I keep hearing is like, oh, you know, the cycle of, uh, there's this idea out there that like to get a job, to get your first job, you kind of need to already have a job. So it's kind of like this loop of well, you can't get your first job unless you have references of the job itself. And internships are kind of like the key into this this world in a sense. And I think that's a huge part that Definitely people need to start taking advantage of, especially every summer you have available to you, either doing a a summer job to make money to pay for college or like, you know, getting an internship. These things definitely help build your resume. Don't think that college, just having a college degree doesn't get you in to any sort of job that you like. If you're looking for your job, right, it's not going to be, oh, you know, I just I graduated from like Princeton or Harvard or something. That's not going to give you the key in what they're looking for is experience and mm-hmm. what you can provide for the company. So yeah. being able to have that internships and actually on the job experience is actually huge when it comes to building these resumes. Is there anything yeah. else like that for yeah. a beginner aspect that you would talk about? Absolutely. Well, okay. So, you know, you say that too, and this last because guess what? You're not, you know, like, like on, on, on the resume when you're listing it out. Um, and, and here's the reason why, and here's why this will get a lot of people who do that, uh, um, you know, uh, probably move to the top is that your, there's person A and person B and guess what? They both graduated from college. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. So they graduated from the same college. What is the difference is their experience. Um, and so I would put, you know, your experience before your education. So that's really, really important. Um, you know, when you, you talk about experience, you know, this is something culture has become, um, really important with companies. Uh, and I'm actually one of our clients right now, they're, um, uh, entering a, a phase where they're going to be doing a lot of mergers and acquisitions and acquiring a bunch of companies. Mm-hmm. And the single most important thing that they said that they wanted in their document to convey was um, their core values. 
because, you know, when you hire the wrong person that can pollute your company um, and it could uh, have, you know, lasting effects, um, you know, and, 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 and high costs that are not just, you know, um, affecting the bottom line, you know, one bad, one bad seed could not, um, uh, you know, could affect the whole company as a mm -hmm. whole. So people are really looking at, um, uh, you the the whole person not just their experience so if you're looking at a company look at their core values and see what their core values are see what those and make sure that your core values align with that and then articulate that in the resume um articulate what you stand for um and i'm not talking about political beliefs but i'm talking about you know if you can have your if you can have your personality come out in a way that they're like that 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 person's like us they, 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 they believe. Um, so for example, this, this client of mine, they're like, you know, we're humbly confident, you know, we're fiercely committed. Um, we have fun on purpose and we're big hearted. Those are their core values. So if you're seeing a company and that's, you're like, that's the company I want to work at, make sure you're articulating that in your, in your resume, you're, you're, you're telling them a story. You know, we talk about the storytelling, um, uh, a lot, but you know, your story is what's going to set you apart from somebody else. And that is the whole point of a resume is how can you stand out in a, in a noisy world, um, mm. where a lot of people have the exact same, um, uh, uh, qualifications that you do. So, yeah. um, so that's something important to include is, you know, how do you articulate, um, that? That's, I hope that, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, so, that, that's really good. So, when it comes to um, resumes in general, I think one of the things, especially going into either getting your first job or getting a job, is kind of there's this this interesting balance between trying to fit in with the company culture and trying to at the same time stand out enough from other applications, like other applicants. So all the other people who have the resume, like you were saying, have already graduated college. In some say, in most case scenarios, you know, it's one of the more general. Um, requirements for getting and entering a job one of the things though is like everyone is trying to figure out how they can at the same time they're trying to fit into the culture and at the same time stand out from everyone else who's trying to fit in so mm -hmm. it's a very interesting balance um i think we were talking um last episode with toy we were talking about the way that your clothing represents um not only personality but the opportunities that you can are available to you and how that works with company culture. I think definitely mm -hmm. personality and how you present yourself on the interview day, um, bringing oh, yeah. a second copy of resume, super important. Mm -hmm. um, so if like, not only it, it saves this, if there's any awkward situation where they're like, they're trying to find, cause if you think about it, they're looking through multiple people's resumes. And so if mm -hmm. they're like, there's, there might be this awkward moment where they're like trying to figure out which one's yours. If you bring a second copy, it saves all that. And they feel like not only are they prepared, they're ready for these these things that might pop up. So do you yeah. have anything like that where it's kind of like going in not only with resumes and kind of like, okay, going back, making it look like it sticks within the company culture and at the same time stays away from being the same cookie cutter shape as everyone else? Um, I mean, yeah, I think the thing that's going to set you apart is when I talk about results, you know, show results. So if there's a, there, if, if you, um, you know, for, if, if, you know, for example, um, uh, when, um, I was, but before I had started my own company, um, I was, uh, applying for a, um, a marketing position at, at a bank. Um, and, uh, I, um, had to, you know, um, and, and, and it was a very competitive, it was a large bank and it was, it was a very competitive space. And the way that I stood out at the very top of my resume, um, I knew what they were looking for. Like I knew what the job entailed because I looked at, okay, so this is what, you know, the responsibilities are. And so at the top, 
uh, you know, I was putting in, so in, in marketing data is, data is important. Um, so I was saying, you know, um, uh, I have, you know, averaged, um, you know, a, a certain conversion rate on, you know, web projects or, you know, um, I, you know, have um, generated over um, $10 million in sales through, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, um, creating a, a, a sales campaign that went on, you know, um, the, through social um, mm-hmm. that, you know, generated, you know, $10 million in sales in treasury services or something, you know, um, showing in, in internships, you know, I know it's a lot harder to, you know, when you have an internship, you're in college, you know, but, but there are, you know, uh, ways that, you know, you can, um, show your results and, and, and how, you know, you are strategic thinking. I'll to give you an example. Um, I had a, um, uh, an internship with Learfield, Learfield communications. They mm-hmm. are a, um, they own all the media rights to a lot of the universities. So they're working with all the sports teams, selling sponsorships and all that. And one of our, um, uh, um, the clients was Doritos and they wanted to put a bag of chips in every single seat in the stadium. Hmm. Well, that was, the stadium was 80,000 seats and they asked me to do it. And I was like, so you want me to put a bag of chips in every single seat in that stadium? And they're like, yeah, and we need it done by, you know, tomorrow. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, um, I was like, there's no way I can do this by myself. So I actually um, uh, delegated. And, um, I, I, one of my good friends was in a fraternity and he had, um, you know, he was in charge of the pledge class. So I said, Hey, any way you can get your pledges to to do this? Um, and he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I'm going to have five, like, or I'm going to break it up into these sections. Um, and we're going to have two people in each section, uh, and you get, get this knocked out. And by doing that, we did it in like a matter of like two hours and which would, you know, took, it would have taken, you know, me as an intern the entire day. So even though I didn't have an opportunity to show like, like big results to somebody like for like, you know, like, oh, I made this amount of profit or I, you know, reduced, you know, um, uh, um, operational costs by this or, you know, what, whatever, whatever industry you're going into in my resume on my, you know, when I had an internship is I said, I took a, you know, eight hour job you know, and, 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 um, uh, and strategically positioned it to accomplish it within two hours. I can't remember how I exactly said it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of throwing out like, you know, big words that sound silly, yeah. but, um, but I, I articulated that as the result. And I got so many people bringing me in to ask me how I did that. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, and that was a conversation starter in their resume. So they had like, they, they, they a, I got to get more interviews mm-hmm. and B, they were like, so wait, let, tell me this story about, you know, and then that yeah. broke the ice and then I had a connection with them. So I stood out as the girl who, you know, um, uh, hired a bunch of, you know, uh, out, outsourced, uh, you know, uh, you know, putting bag and a, a Dorito, bag of Doritos in every single seat and, you mm-hmm. know, 90,000, 80,000, you know, stadium to, and doing it in two hours. Like, yeah, you know, that's just like, that's something that stands out. That's something yeah. that's very noticeable. Yeah. And yeah. so when you're going through, I think, especially, especially when you're starting out and like a lot of people that I think a lot of the audience here probably doesn't have a lot of things that they can think of like, Oh, you know, I, I did this big experience. So mm-hmm. where would you, where would you suggest that someone who's just starting out, whose resume is just high school degree, who's just looking into getting a job during college mm-hmm. or something, doesn't have a lot of experience. Where do you suggest they look to start building up this experience and to build okay. these results? I will give you an awesome example right now that this relates to the, I, I hope that people when they're listening to it, even if they're not in the creative space that they can understand, they, they can take this and make it fit into their, their industry where they want to go. Um, 
the one thing that I tell every intern that comes into our company is I, I am like, you need to get certified in Google analytics. You need to get certified in Facebook ads. You need to get certified um, in Google ads. You need to get certified in um, uh, Google merchant services. You need, I mean, like, and I'm like, some of these certifications are free and some of them are, you know, cost maybe a hundred bucks or whatever mm. and stuff. But like, by me knowing, like if, if, if I were looking at a resume to hire somebody and I, and these people are identical, but this person had all these certifications, mm-hmm. I know they know those platforms. And so I know the onboarding process is going to be a hell of a lot easier yeah. than it is going to be with somebody who I'm going to be making them get those. And then it's going to be my cost to, you know, do that. So to like teach them the were, programs and that sort of thing. Yeah. So like, look at like, okay, like if you are, um, you know, going into um, the financial world and you know that there are certifications that, um, that you need to have. Um, so say you want to, you know, become a wealth manager, um, and there are certifications that you, you need to have like a series six, 63 and 65 and seven or whatever that like start, you know, like, I, I don't think you can get those actually without being hired first, but like go, go look at other things that you can do. Like there's a, t- there's so much online educational courses. There's mm-hmm. so many certificate programs that you can get, um, that, uh, um, will uh, show you that you stand out. So if you don't have that experience getting like, if, you know, I'm like, I see, you know, oh, you want to get into project management and there's so many project management certifications or there's like mm-hmm. you know, different things. You can list that on your resume and that's considered, you know, work because you're learning things that yeah. need to apply. Like the, the onboarding, here's something that most people don't know that in college or high school going in is that onboarding costs are some of the biggest um, co- expenses, um, payroll Interesting. expenses. Um, companies because um, you know you're 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 having to spend a lot of time training these people and so mm-hmm. you don't want to train people that you know like if you hire somebody and and then you know um, they weren't a fit and you hired like that's mm-hmm. like people are trying to avoid that so if you're if you're able to hire the right person right away yeah. and that's gonna you know be better for your bottom line that's so really interesting I actually have a story that plays right off of this um, yeah. I was reading in this book called Ultra Learning and it was basically these different ways of really intense self-guided learning um i don't want to call them sessions but learning like journeys between like teaching yourself um how to play guitar or um the author actually of this book went to over the course of one year didn't speak english for an entire year went to four different countries and spoke only the native language for three months in each country and was that's how he learned language and there was this story in this book that i thought was really interesting that comes into play um this guy was right out of college um has a degree in architecture and he keeps applying 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 and is not getting anywhere he applied to i want to say it was like 140 or it was a huge number of these um different places that he wanted to work out places that was he was just looking for a job at that point so he, he stepped back and he was the, this is where the learning part came in is he was like okay First thing, research. And I think that this is definitely a first step for a lot of people that when they're trying to get into a certain field, research the field you're trying to go into. Look at their culture. Look at what tools you're using. And what he did is he looked at the architecture tools and they found that there was a professional standard tool. And so what he did is he used a student license, I believe, and was able to get access to this tool. And then he created multiple different designs within the architecture tool and presented it and say, I already have this many hours in your program that you you as a company already use. So mm-hmm. that, like you were saying earlier, the one of the biggest costs for new employees is the onboarding cost of teaching them the new tools. Saying, look it, I already have this. You're already saving money by accepting my offer. Like mm-hmm. these things definitely are huge incentives. And I think this is a really good story that illustrates that. He was able to, and he set out his resume and immediately had two or three people reply back to him. 
and got applied and was able to accept the best of those offers. After going through years of college and hard work, it took learning the small skills and the things inside of the company that really reflected and was able to get him um, yeah. into that career. Yeah, no, I love it. You were, I, it's funny because, you know, I, I had my bullet points. I was looking at my, 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 one of my bullet points was, you know, research your industry. What trends are you seeing? You know, what tools are they using? Like all that. So like, it's like, that's, that is a brilliant way to stand out. And it's, I mean, seriously, like it, it would, like, I, I would, I would hire somebody probably on the spot if they were a, a, a good culture fit. And I saw that they already had all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I, I know like, you know, that that onboarding is going to be so much easier and less costly. So um, but that that's such a huge uh, point. I do want to talk about something real quick, though, um, before, you know, you ask your next next question, because I don't want to get too far removed of the talking about the dress and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think also it's, you know, you, you do all your prep before and you do all your, you know, how, you know, you're going to be at it. But the the after the interview, I think, mm-hmm. is really, really important yes. um, because a lot of people miss that. And, and I want to give you a good example of this is um, there was this awesome girl who came in and um, she had a great resume and we had a great connection and just was really impressed with her. And I was like, this is the girl. This is who we're hiring as our intern. Like, love her. Cannot wait to start working with her send her an email and saying, Hey, we'd like to extend you an offer. You know, here's how much, you know, how many hours, how much you're going to pay, blah, blah, blah. Crickets for three weeks. Did not hear from her for three weeks. So she finally emailed me back at three weeks and said, Hey, just want to let you know, I'm sorry to get back to you. Um, after I got your email, it wasn't, I I needed more hours and more pay. So I've been trying to find other ways to like supplement that because I really want to work. And I was like, honey, sorry, sister, we've already moved on. You didn't, you know, like communication is key because you know, uh, you like, and I'll, I'll send you some like things I have, but like, it's like, it, it blows my mind how horrible email communication is and how mm-hmm. communication is with people. If somebody, if somebody emails you back and you don't have an answer, you know, people don't speak in, in absolutes. They speak in, you know, you know of like, oh, maybes, you know, what us or whatever and stuff. Like she would have said, Hey, I'm so excited. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. I really want to work with you. Um, I was hoping that, you know, I could possibly have more hours, um, you know, uh, but so if, if that's not something feasible, um, can you give me some time to go, um, you know, find another, um, uh, maybe another thing I can do to also, I can, you know, still intern with you. And I would have been mm-hmm. like, uh, absolutely a hundred percent. If I didn't hear from her, I'm like, I hate when I email somebody and I don't hear from them forever. Mm-hmm. Um, or I hate when people are like, um, and I say hate, that's like such a strong word. Um, I dislike, um, like when, you know, somebody says, well, I'll try to get that to you. Mm-hmm. No, I will get that to you by end of day. I will get that to you by end of week. I will get back to you on a, a no later than Wednesday at noon. Like speak in a way that like is actionable and like, or, Hey, I don't know the answer to that. Let me get back to you. So those mm. are things like communication. Yes, when you're in the environment and working, you learn how to dress and things like that. But communication in a world that communication has not been really um, focused on mm. is very, very important. Um, and so like what I said like that, I would also, you know, you follow after your interview, follow up with an email saying, hey, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, I, I look forward to, you know, hearing back. Um, and so you know, there's something, something short and sweet. And then also send a handwritten letter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people people don't do that, but that stands out. Um, you know, and I, I think that you know the way you communicate afterwards, it's a lot. Of, it's just kind of like business, like salespeople. Oh, like they they you try to get a sale, try to get a sale, try to get a sale. And then after you get a sale, then they leave you. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah, that it loses the connection. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. 
I think um, definitely with that, um, one of the things, so while we're on this topic, and then I have another thing I want to talk about this afterwards, um, what would you suggest for someone who's like sitting down trying to write down this letter? What would you say to someone? Because I think it might be for some people, they're trying to think like, uh, I just had the interview. I don't really know what to say afterwards. What, what do you say afterwards after an interview? You know what, Christian, I will give you, I will send you something you can give to your subscribers. I will, I will write a sample template that they could use as a follow-up. So um, uh, that's something that, you know, um, if they, you know, subscribe to the show, they can have access to, you know, a simple um, email reply of what to do after an interview. So, um, because I, you know, um, think, you know, it's like, it's, it's definitely going to be short and sweet and concise Mm -hmm. because people are, people are busy. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, am I'll follow up with that, um, and give you, cause it, it can be, um, you know, there can be, there's different variations of what you could, you know, what, what you could say. say. So, awesome. But yeah, but I mean, it, uh, ultimately it's, it's thank you for the opportunity. You know, awesome. I enjoyed getting to know more about you and your company and, 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 and how I might, might fit, um, into, uh, uh, you know, play an integral role. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, two last things, and we can start wrapping up here. Um, One of the things I think definitely that just came into my mind is um, questions. One of the things I've been taking a few classes, reading a few books on this topic, Mm -hmm. going into an interview, make sure you have some questions prepped about the company. Like, what is it like to work here? You know, um, different things about either the culture or like, you know, policies there, having some different questions about like, the company that those questions show that you're interested in that company. And mm-hmm. it, I think it plays a one, another key role into setting apart from other people, having those questions prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, there was multiple instances where there's just like, I'm, it might feel hard for some people to come up with, Oh, well, what do you ask? Well, do your research. This is part of doing your research is figuring out what do you not know? What do you not understand? What, when you're going through and looking at their company online or when you're looking at, uh, maybe an advertisement or this thing, that thing. What comes to your mind? Are you like, huh, I wonder what the dress code is or this thing, that thing. Being able to have mm-hmm. those questions, write them down. Um, being able to, you know, ask those questions at the right time is another thing. Um, but that's another another topic for another day. But yeah. um, starting a new... a question for you to ask. Oh. <laughs> to to ask you in your interview. That people don't, that don't ask. Uh if I were to get this position, what results are you wanting me to get? Like to mm. achieve. Um, and the reason why I say that is that most burnout and most, 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 uh, um, turnover, um, uh, rates in companies. And, and the reason why, you know, people don't work is because they didn't know, they didn't know that the intention of the position, mm. they, they, they didn't know, um, you know, what, what they were, they didn't have a, a goal to achieve. They were just like, oh, here's the work I'm supposed to do. Yeah, there's no expectations set. Mm. And so when you're saying, hey, I, I, I you know, if, if I were, to, if, if I were to, you know, be so lucky to get this position, what results would you expect me to deliver um, on a quarterly, um, um, you know, uh, annually, um, semi-annually basis? Um, and that question will like be like who who is this person like they are here to work and here to produce results like i've never been asked that question you know mm-hmm. like that's that's a good question that would set you apart um rather than just like you know what 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 do i wear what are the hours all mm-hmm. those kind of things so that's really interesting that's definitely a good question to use um another instance that i i remember hearing this um going into kind of your how you present yourself how you stand out and one of the things that definitely stands out but in a negative way is mm-hmm. To definitely in this generation, I'm going to talk about it again, and I'm sure I'll talk about it in the future as well. Social media, 
Definitely,、yeah. there's so many instances, and I'm sure you will agree with this. So many instances of people where they think that social media is their own private circle, when really it's like a Google for your personal life. You、mm-hmm. can kind of like see one of the, I've heard multiple, multiple, multiple stories when I go through read about this and hear about this. I've talked about this with Ryan Rotten and Toy Sweeney. We'll、mm-hmm. talk about it again. Is What you post on your social media is a reflection of you as a person and your character. And so,、mm-hmm. if you're posting, oh, you know, I went out for drinks last night, or this thing, that thing, that's not really what you want. Is that what you would want your prospective employer to see? Is that who you want to present? Because remember, you were presenting your company when you work for them, and you—I mean, we hear about this in the news all the time.、Um, NFL like coaches who、I'm、get kicked out. NFL. My best friend's a scout,、uh, the director of scouting for the Atlanta Falcons. And as you're talking about this, I'm like. He and I have had conversations about that because、mm. he literally has not; they, they have not drafted the most, you know, ideal draft person because of their social media, some things、mm. that they've tweeted、mm-hmm. or things that have been out there. So, yeah, just little things like that. Just being being aware of what you're doing now, because I think a lot、mm. of people they have one of the things that I see that I. I have a really difficult time with, with, especially with my age group, is that there seems to be some sort of disconnect from now and the future. They don't realize that you're living the same life they're going to be living when you're working in the career, when you're working,、mm-hmm. or when you're going to have a family. Right? You're living the same life. This isn't once you get into college or once you get out of college, you're not switching lives. It's not suddenly a different person. You're still living with the consequences or whatever you did in your past. So、mm-hmm. that comes into play with social media, with how you treat yourself, treat others, what you say, and so just be aware of that when it comes to putting on your resume. Because one of the things that today's world that we didn't have、uh, previously is that when people see your resume, they're not just looking at what you give them; they're going to be doing some research on their own. Because now、mm-hmm. we have social media, we'll be googling what pops up when you search your name, what pops up when you look at your social media account. Is it private? Is it public? What posts are there? These sorts of、mm-hmm. things are questions that I don't think a lot of people realize and ask themselves. Like,、mm-hmm. if I post this, will this be negative for me in the future? These sorts of things、yeah. are definitely things to be aware of.、Um, do you have anything、yeah. else you'd like to add before we wrap up here? Yeah,、um, we you talk about things people be aware of.、Um, you talk about financial、um, uh, credit score. You know,、uh, you know, your your fine your companies. When I graduated from college, I wish they would have told told me this. But you, a lot of times, they're running credit credit checks. They don't just run background checks; they run credit checks. So if you have bad credit,、um, you know, you might be nixed from you know the 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 the, the op- opportunity from to be able to、um, have the job because they're they're gauging your character. Um, not only on your social media and all that, but but how how you carry your finances.、Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's important.、Um, also, too, a quick tip: when you are,、um, you know, I talk about one size doesn't fit all for the industries. Same size, same same as as any company you're、um, applying to. So company A might have a different description versus company B.、Um, to beat the algorithm,、mm-hmm. um, when you're electronically、um, uh, uploading your your resumes,、uh, the resumes that get moved to the top are are finding keywords that match. You know、um, what's actually in the description. So,、mm-hmm. um, or you know, if you're so, if if you have results that、um, you know, if company's asking for you know you to、um, uh, be a go getter, blah blah blah, make sure you say go getter.、Um, uh, you know, somewhere in in your resume,、um, aligning aligning the, the 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 copy in your resume with the description、um, is, is it'll it'll help your resume get seen. That's awesome.、So. That's definitely some great advice. Well, thank you so much for all of your wonderful advice and everything for the show.、Um, 
Um, to all of my listeners, I would like to say yet again, thank you so much for listening. I hope that I have been of service to you and that I can help you out with going through and setting up not only your resume for the first time and going through all these different things. Um, I'd like to ask that if you wanted to help and support the podcast, you can do so financially with the buy me a book or buy me a coffee link in the description below. You can also help out by just spreading the word. A lot of these things like uh, if you were to like tell me and talk to me right now, how much of this stuff did you know before listening to this? You probably wouldn't have said as much as you thought. So why do you think your friends don't know this information? Like spare, spread the word. Make sure other people hear this stuff as well. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay hungry for knowledge. 